reduce the number of bullet points you have by 50% if you can. So again, the example is this, this person has 13 or 14 bullets under one position. My advice to them is to get it down to seven, six or seven. And I've done this with people before and I get them to stack rank, prioritize them. And they're like, at the end of the day, they're like, oh shit, like none of these are important. Only these four are. And then we go to four and it's fine because recruiters don't spend that much time reading these things anyways. Keep it simple. Ladies and gentlemen, lovers of financial and career excellence, welcome into the Free Retiree Show. I'm your host, Wolf Manager, Lee Michael Murphy. I'm alongside my pal, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? And ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest for you. Sergio and I scoured the streets, the mean streets of San Martin, California. We were looking for our long-lost attorney. We came into an intersection and some guy just jumped out. We started washing our windows. It was Matt McElroy. We pulled him into the car, and he is back, ladies and gentlemen. We cleaned him up. Got He's him ready back. to go. He's back on his legal game. Attorney Matt McElroy, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, but I think we need to tell the real story. <laughs> you were outside my house stalking me until I came out to one of these again. <laughs> calling and calling. Calling over and over. <laughs> so listeners, Sergio and I don't generally record as late as we're recording tonight, but Matt McElroy said, yeah, I'll be available at 8 p.m. in calling. I'm delirious. Sergio's delirious. And we finally got a hold of Matt. Matt, we love you. Thank you for joining the podcast. <laughs> Welcome it's 9 back. p.m. Welcome back. <laughs> it's 9 p.m. <laughs> this is old people's bedtime, Matt. So tonight's episode, we're going over a resume. So this is a career advancement edition. Sergio came up with a great idea. He has a resume that was sent to him by a client, someone that he knows. We're going to basically look it over, and Matt and I are going to kind of look at this resume that we haven't really looked at and give our thoughts, and Sergio is going to tell us the mistakes that he sees and you know how we can critique it. But, Serge, why don't you give the listeners yeah. a rundown of what we're doing for this episode? Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. You were spot on. With this market right now, lots of people are getting laid off. Everybody's trying to get their resume right. And the thought here was like, let's do this live. I have a resume. I'm not going to name names on who it is or anything like that, but we've got a resume and we're going to go not line by line, but we're, I want to get a general feel and understanding what you guys think of it, just initial impressions. And then we'll go through it and see what's good, what's bad and how I would fix it. But the thought is by the end of this thing, like our listeners would have a good understanding of how to make their resume better. So we'll try to be as descriptive as possible in this process because you can't see it because we're a podcast, but you'll get a good idea of the good and the bad with this resume. Serge, take it away. Yeah, yeah. Before I get into what I'm going to share, I wanted to open it up to you you both. We So listeners, I'm showing the resume so Lee and Matt can see it. And what I wanted to ask them was just like initial thoughts. What are your feelings? What does this resume make you feel? Like what's one or two words like top of mind for you when you just look at this? I like the bold divider, but there's just too much chaos going on. It's like it, they're meaning to break it down so it's easy to understand, but then there's so much going on in each section that you can't really just take that glance and look. It's like, if you really want to understand anything, you have to really like focus. And I don't think that's what some of these recruiters and employers are looking for. I think they want to look at this in two seconds and be able to find something out. You're actually very close. So I did some research and the average recruiter how many seconds do you think it, they, they spend on resumes? On oh, I bet you it's 10 or less. Something's re ridiculous. Six, like that you're just six like to you're eight seconds. <laughs> six to eight seconds. I'm looking at this 
resume. It looks like a college paper at a glance. Yes, there's some dividers. What do we call these? Those bars? Like some... section highlights, right? Yeah. So there's like, so there's like sections that maybe are like a half inch, just big, bold bar that separates things out. But really, if you take out those dividers, it looks like a college research paper. There's a lot going on. So I feel overwhelmed looking at it. Okay. All I know is I see the name at the top and I'm just like, okay, I see your name. Then I'm confused after that because it's just a lot. It's just a lot to process. I'm looking at the dividers. I see success highlights. That's a whole, like a large paragraph. It's four different bullets or however you want to call it. And there's no spacing really between each of the bullets. It's all running together. So it looks like a research paper. Now, can I ask you guys, do you know what this person's good at just by looking at this or what type of role they're looking for? This resume, it has a, a name uh, right at the right under their name. It has what they're trying to look for, I think. And to Matt's point, it's not very clear because what they have here isn't doesn't actually make sense. They're two different two different types of roles. So as a recruiter and as somebody who's hiring, you want clarity. You don't want to be confused when you look at a resume. And everything I'm hearing from you guys is you're confused and overwhelmed. Yes, it's just a lot. It's like, when I think of this is I want to look at this, I want to know what they do and what they're good at and, or their strengths, whatever, however you want to say it. And then I would look at their work experience as far as in my head, I'd be like, who are they? What are they looking to do? What are they yeah. good at? And then what have they done in the past? Like right away. And I think listeners, what we're seeing is it's hard to know what this person, is. they're good at a lot of things, but what are they great at? Right. So I think the, the, in this first bucket, anyone who creates a resume you start with your name, you've got your email, you've got your phone number. Now, should you have your name like center and really big letters at the top? I'm not a big fan of this one, to be honest. I think it's too bold and like you need simplicity. Like my general theme and advice I give people is simple is better. Less is more. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do simple though. To make it in like simple, plain English, that's not an easy thing to do a lot of the time. It's not, but anyone I've helped with, I push them. So my one tip, is anytime you're building a resume, so let's just scroll, let's just scroll down, right? So when we get into the professional experience section of this resume, this person worked at a company in Silicon Valley, and they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen bullet points for one job of what they did. Do you think that's okay? What do you guys think? I, I just, for the first time, saw that this is two pages. That's probably a no-no right there, right? It's tough to get it under two pages as you get older. But yeah, that's but is it When there's a trade-off, probably, right? Like, how do you decide when you get older and you get all that experience? Like, how do you decide where to cut that off, right? Where do you draw the line of, hey, that's maybe not as relevant or uh, yeah, necessary? That's, good, that's actually a really good point. I've advised people, anything after anything 10 years or more that isn't related to the job that you're applying for, like, you can just leave it off your resume. What if it's within 10 years, but it's not related to the job? You should leave it on just because it's a part of your career. 10 years isn't that long of a, actually a time frame. I would just leave it on and then you could, but it was just showing like early parts of your career. But if it's like 15, 20 years ago and it's not related at all, I'm not sure what value it adds. Well, Serge, how about if you maybe took a gap from a, an industry, went to another industry, maybe for a year or two. And then you're applying for a job that's in this industry you want to be in. Do you use that old job? Put that in there? It's completely yeah. out of 
what you want to do or the job you're going for? I think I'd still say, I, I guess it just depends. But like for the most part, you should add your experience. I think what I'm getting at is if it's 15 or 20 years ago and it's not related at all, no, I don't know how much value it adds to your resume. And I don't think people are actually going to look at it. To Matt's point earlier, again, like resume recruiters spend less than 10 seconds looking at resumes. So it needs to be simple. And it needs to be to the point. Yeah, this one, that introduction is just way too big. For the listeners, the introduction on this resume is multiple paragraphs. There are oh, half a page almost. There's almost 20 just words of things this person does. It's not even yeah. a complete sentence. It's more just so you used yeah, like very buzzwords almost. <laughs> yeah, buzzwords like motivate, gauge teams, service activation, problem solver. It's a lot of. Yeah. And I, I know why I, this resume writer did this. They think they're going to beat the the system. It's like an applicant tracker. It's like, these are buzzwords for hiring teams to, oh, like customer service. But at the but end of the day, it's just, it's too much. Those are just kind of, they don't really offer anything. Like the only reason I could see them in there is you want some type of SEO on your application or something like that. <laughs> it doesn't like somebody real review that, that's like nothing. Yeah, and it's like yeah. most people just put that in like boilerplate fashion anyway, where they're they're not even thinking about it. But yes. these buzzwords aren't even related, really. I'm looking at, let's say 12 buzzwords. For the most part, they could be very different categories, right? You got train, you got engaged teams, you got customer service, problem solver. So I'm guessing, Serge, you would say this is too broad also? It's, yeah, it's too broad. There's too many words. Again. And it's just not specific. No. And I think... That's some of the help this person needs is they need clarity in what type of role they're going after. My advice to them for this first section that we're talking about, I'm going to tell them to get rid of it. I don't know what value it adds. Yeah, um, almost pare it down to a single introductory sentence and something just super simple right to the yeah. point. One or two sentences specific about the job that they're trying to go after. This is just too much. It makes me just want to not do this episode and look at this resume. But yeah, so the advice here is simplification, right? And I know people who have longer careers, it is hard to pare down resumes, but one tactical thing you should do for any of your like your jobs and your bullets, I told you earlier, this person has 13 bullet points for one of their jobs. I'm going to ask him to reduce it by 50%. So I'm going to what I'm going to do is have him prioritize these 13 bullets under this first job. And say, okay, what are the top six? We're getting rid of the other ones. And like, you, you'd probably be able to weigh in better than we would on this. Like when you're looking at those bullet points, do you feel like those bullet points are adding value or are they just clutter? Yeah, it's a good question. So whatever you add, you want to show what you did and what the result was. So some of this is okay. And some of it is clutter. You see these ones that actually have results. That's pretty good. If this person's going for a... Let's just say customer support job. This is probably relevant, right? Is that all in one sentence or are we section, are they different sections? It's one sentence. So let's just redo, let's just see what this is. For this first one, this person did this thing. And it literally is just, they did this thing and I did this report every couple of weeks, but what was the result? Why is this important? You did something, but like, why did you do it? What was the value? So the way I tweak these usually is tell me what you did. And then what was the actual result of what you did? So like for Matt and in, in law, like maybe you've tried a hundred cases and you have a 90% success rate. Oh shit. You're a good lawyer. This was a number or a value or a metric behind like you, showing the success. You've said this before and I forget, but there's like an A, 
and a B and a C, right? When you're framing this? That's more for interviewing, but for the resume, it needs to okay. be just, here's what I did and here's here's the result or the metric showing why I like, was successful. Otherwise, it's like, why does this matter? Got it. So the thought here though is like, when you're looking at resumes or when you're creating your own resume, if you if you have 10 bullet points, push yourself to cut it down however much you can and stack Is there it. a max on bullet points that we're going for? Less is more. Okay. I'd say no more than five per position. And should like your overriding goal be, and I know this one that we're looking at is two pages, but if you can put it on one page, right? Yeah. If you can, one page is good. Again, like recruiters don't spend that much time looking. So it's your first page better be amazing if it's two pages, meaning yeah. like they should know what you've done, what you're looking for and why, why they should hire you. And the only reason that stuff on your second page is just a follow-up because they're intrigued and they want to know more. Exactly. So your first page needs to reel them in to get to page two. We talked about simplifying like the summary section. There's another section where they actually have some good numbers. This is actually good. I think this could be in bullets under his experience, because I don't know which company this is referring to, if that makes sense. These are just like general things he did. This person did well, but these are numbered. These are good bullets. Do you see the difference? Do we need a space between each of these these highlights? That'd be nice. My bigger point here though, is these types of bullets should be all throughout his resume, this person's resume. And it, it's weird that they have these highlights. Like I, I'm gonna tell him to get rid of this essentially and put and tie these to a position. So at this company, I did this with this really good bullet. Because when you say it in general terms like that, it's the, it's not the same context if you say what role and where you did it. Exactly. That's exactly it. That totally makes sense. Because so, that, that matters too, right? Because especially if you work at some of the higher end tech companies, they're going to want to know what you did in that specific role rather than what you did in some other role before that. Oh, this is interesting. So I'm realizing that these highlights are actually pulled from the resume or the bullet points within the position. So this one that he has in here should be higher up. So yeah, he doesn't, this is just. Oh, that's like a executive summary of his. It's a, it's an executive summary of everything in here. Going back and forth. What do you guys think about this section? Do you think this is needed? It's kind of like his greatest hits almost, right? Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> that is, that's an interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't not like it, but the way it's used in conjunction with all the other stuff going on it's not it doesn't work exactly but it, i could see that working in some context yeah, yeah i could see this working if this whole section wasn't here yeah yeah, yeah if that was simplified into one sentence in his name or something so yeah. listeners just so you know what we're looking at we're in this resume it's very cluttered first half of the page or the top half of the page with a lot of buzzwords and it just kind of makes you dizzy trying to go through all of it. But then below that, there's success highlights. And we're looking at four solid accomplishments that's easy to digest. So I don't know. I would say, Serge, maybe move it up, move it to the top. Yeah, I think that's where I'm landing. Like my advice to this person is going to be to simplify this, the summary. So again, if you're creating a resume, your summary doesn't need to be cluttered, lots of words. Keep it to one to two sentences. What kind of job you're looking for and what you do. I like this like executive summary of greatest hits, the way Matt said it, to take the place of all these buzzwords and this paragraph. The success highlights, it's just simple. Four points, short sentences. I bet you that if he went through each of those highlights and each of those little bullet points under his experience, it, I think he could simplify all that and pare it down. One page probably isn't going to happen but i think what, he can yeah go ahead 
Well, no, I was going to say, what do you think of his school being on the very bottom? What's your opinion of that? You think that's the right place for it? Some people put it, you can have, there's all kinds of formats. Some people have it on the left. Like you can have it formatted where you have all this information up top on the left as like a thing. It's like your name, email, phone over here. I think it's fine. It might be, I'd probably, I guess in law, Matt, this is probably more important education. Yeah. I would say, yeah, the school definitely can be. Yeah, depending on your job and what you're going for, but yeah, I would imagine. I actually think it's fine. I don't, it doesn't, that this, like this person's later on in their career, it doesn't really matter. I was going to say, there's probably like a balance of like when you're first starting out versus when you get, become a savvy veteran. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you're not, your GPA doesn't matter now, but it uh, does matter when you're coming out of school or whatever. So Serge, on some of the history, I see there's dad in there, part you was know, taking care of kids. How do you go, how do you recommend people put that in their resume if they're moms or dads entering the workforce after taking care of their kids. I think it's actually a good thing because it explains the gap. In this example, there is a career gap. And I think that's that's pretty standard. It's common. People take time off. So I think you do need to represent it. Don't shy away from it. Otherwise, recruiters are going to they'll either be like, what happened? Where is this work for the last four years? So I think this is actually, a, they did this well, because I, I think it's important to call out. Otherwise, it, it, the gap wouldn't make sense. It, it, you do call it out, whether you call it a sabbatical or whatever, you just put in, this is what I was doing from here to there, the dates start and end. So the theme here is simplification. We don't want to overwhelm recruiters. I think Matt and Lee had similar reactions when you guys first saw this. So we're going to simplify the summary section, right? Cut this down to maybe two sentences and then bring you know, the success highlights up. And so hope, the summary yeah. is the beginning, right? That's the two sentences. Yeah. I would say you have your name at the top, you have your phone, email, and then at the top, you have to say pretty much, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. This is the role I'm interested in. And here's why you should hire me. Cause you have, this is who I am, your name. And then it's like, this is what I'm good at. Here's why I'm interested in this role. And then move to the highlights in your experience. Like all these buzzwords, we don't need them. It really doesn't mean anything. What they want to see is you can have the buzzwords, but they should be in your bullet points. Like, I feel like that's put in there for some type of SEO situation or something. This is a resume. Yeah. What's the, what are they getting from this? Because yeah, if you work. look at that, if you're just objectively look at that, like it doesn't even really make sense. Motivate those kind of things, like service up the activation. I feel like those are there. And that may be smart because, you know, there's so many people submit resumes now. And if it's a way of put, getting an edge or getting you to the top of the list, I'm not against it. But it's, I feel like there's a better way you could do it where it's not right on the the, Let's be know. honest. Are these buzzwords, these dozen buzzwords that they've listed, is that going to provide any value, Serge? If I'm a recruiter and I'm looking for like a front-end engineer, if one of these buzzwords was front-end engineer, yeah, maybe. Okay. So that's very specific though. That's very a, specific. Yeah. These are yeah. more generalized terms, right? Yeah. Yes. Like maybe if it was like chat GPT specialist or like AI special, like those types of things where they're hard skills, that's different. Yeah, and listeners, we're looking at words like train, motivate, service, customer service, problem solve, solver. Probably great skills to have, but maybe recruiters not going to be too impressed with all these. Yeah, it's not specific enough because a lot of times these roles out there now are like, they're looking for specific things. So you need to, I think these words are fine, like in the bullet points. So you would use them? You would use words for your resume? Not, no, never. This? No. <laughs> 
No. And I would just be mad looking at this if I was hiring someone. I'd use buzz strategic buzzwords. So here's actually a pro tip. You're looking at the job description. You use the buzzwords in that job description in your resume, but in the bullets. I trained and motivated seven employees to help them exceed their expectations for this goal. Like in a, in one of these bullets, like under your in your working experience. Does that make sense? That's what that's yeah, where no, the totally. words should live. Not just random. Yeah, they shouldn't be standalone like that. And even if they were, they shouldn't take front real estate of the resume like that. Yeah, exactly. So we want the bullets under your experience to be, you, know, you could add the buzzwords or whatever, because re recruiters are looking for buzzwords, but they need to be backed by, okay, what did they do? I did this thing, right, with this buzzword and it increased whatever, by X percent. I think what we're agreeing on is we need to simplify this resume, lose a lot of words, lose a lot of the fluff, and just make it clear on what we're trying to, what kind of job we're looking for, what we're trying to accomplish. Because right now it's still, it's not clear. I would suggest this color difference. We're seeing some color differences. This is strange to me. I don't want to call it exactly what it is, but it's something different with an experience earlier on in this person's career. There's like a lighter blue that just is interesting. So listeners, we are looking at your resume that's got a lot of and black text just any... and then dark blue dividers for the sections. And then randomly there's light blue for, I don't know, what is that? different job, different it looks jobs. like a career, career path, like within a company, like how they maybe got promoted. What do you guys think of the colors overall? Do you guys vibe with the colors or do you think that they would be more effective to be something different? This is it's like a lot of blues going on, different variations. You're right. Yeah. I feel like this blues. resume is like from like the nineties or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very like, it's not like it's a bad resume at all, but it's just no. very, it's what do you call it? Like kind of stereotypical like resume. Yeah, it was very, very much clean like and polished. And yeah, it, was, it feels engineered. Whoever wrote this. And they like spent a lot of time, but it was very much. It just misses a little. It's, yeah. it's not bad, but it could be so much better. Now, Serge, are you a fan of the different colors when you do a resume? No, because I think it distracts people. Like this, this is just distracting me. And when I say this, it's just the lighter blue color. Later, Wouldn't later. it stand out when you have, say you have a bright color at the top of your resume? Wouldn't it stand out and draw attention if you go with a, a bright yellow for your name and then go to black? text it has to look good though you know what i mean it's gotta it's gotta be like a clean look it's gotta be, be consistent loud. there's also so many tools now like canva so many resume tools where there's just like super clean templates that you can use where it's just consistent i think colors could throw re recruiters off like just like changing up colors on them but there are there is some good in this resume like i don't want to completely say it's terrible um, it's a ton of work put into it, right? They took time, thought it out. It's just, it's kind of like certain parts, it just could be better. It just needs to be clear. Like you guys should have been able to know what kind of role this person's looking for and what they're great at. But neither of you could really articulate what they're trying to do and what they're good at. I think more of the story is less is more be very clear and specific to the job. Cause this could be, this looks like a great candidate for a lot of jobs. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You have no clue exactly what he's or they are applying for. This looks like a very talented person, to be honest. Yeah. This person is, this person's talented, but I think the problem is like, they're throwing their, all these buzzwords out that hit so many different types of positions. So to your, to both of your points, we need to narrow that down and make it clear. This is the thing I'm great at. 
This is why you should hire me. I'm not great at 13 things. I'm great at these three things. So narrow it all down. And then we talked about eliminating some bullet points. I think in general for listeners, I push you guys to, you know, reduce the number of bullet points you have by 50% if you can. So again, the example is this, this person has 13 or 14 bullets under one position. My advice to them is to get it down to seven, six or seven. And I've done this with people before and I get them to stack rank, prioritize them. And they're like, at the end of the day, they're like, oh shit, like none of these are important. Only these four are. And then we go to four. And it's fine because recruiters don't spend that much time reading these things anyways. To keep it simple, that's really my advice. And uh, yeah, I think, is there anything else to call out? Let's see what else is on this resume. I think that's it. I think, Matt, you talked about education. I think it's fine at the bottom. There's some other skills towards the bottom. Somewhat helpful, I think. And then just calling out what the results, each of your bullets should have some sort of result if you, if it's possible. So what you did and what was the result. That's about it. We're going to, I think it's about time to wrap. Anything else? No, I think that's solid. No, I love it, Serge. I think that's great. So listeners, if you are in the middle of updating your resume, and like we've said before on this podcast, it's always good to keep your resume up to date, right? Don't try to be looking at it right when you need the job. You know, While you're in your job and everything's fresh, it's probably the best time to do your resume. So do this on a regular basis. If you need to update, reach out to Serge. She's the best. And yeah, I think these are really some great tips. I'm sorry you guys can't see what we're seeing, but hopefully we did a good enough job describing. But yeah, it's been great. All right, guys, signing off. Make sure you like and subscribe <laughs> to the show. You've been listening to the Free Tyree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc. Member of FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed with the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is an investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The free retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career advisor Sergio Patterson, attorney Matt McElroy, are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors, or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. All or a portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Airbnb Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and company.